0: Are you one of those people where fall is your favorite season? Where you love Halloween, you love the leaves falling off the trees, you love going to the orchard picking apples and picking pumpkins to bring back home to your family and setting out as decorations and just uh, dressing up your house and the Halloween uh, the Halloween getting in getting into the Halloween mood and the fall season mood. Well, so are we. So right now we have pumpkin spice plant-based protein. All vegan plant-based protein with a pumpkin spice kick to it. So we have that and we also got in brand new DTE, which is the version 2, which is a new formula that Run Everything Labs has put together and has a little bit more caffeine, has a little bit more uh fat burning properties, so you can go ahead and look into that, and then also we got the REM, the Rest Every Muscle Supplement, which actually helps you sleep at night, and puts you into that REM sleep, so then that way you can wake up feeling good, feeling recovered, and being ready to just take on your day, you know, because you should always have good days, no matter, no matter what, so... Go to stnutrition.com and if you want to save some money, type in Fall 10, F-A-L-L and the number 10 and you can actually save 10% on your order and, you know, just to help you out a little bit. So, try that pumpkin spice. Let me know how you like it. All right. So, today's guest is a longtime friend of me and my wife's and... I've been training her for about a couple years. Um, I'm one of many of her coaches. I'm the strength and conditioning coach. And she happens to be a mixed martial arts fighter. Like how many people you know that actually like fight in a cage? So, she's right now, she's 4-0. She just won her last fight and that's why I wanted to have her on. I wanted to have her on... To talk about what was going through her head, what was uh, going through her mind in those moments of that fight. and Which is why I wanted to talk to her after the fight had already happened. Just to see where her head's at right now, to see where her emotion's at, and all those different types of things. And you get a good look into it. We had a pretty in-depth talk about her game plan and what she wanted to do, and what she's planning to do for the future. So I hope you all enjoy it. This is Rebecca, the Draft, Evans. So, how you feel?
1: Like I just ate a bunch of candy because yeah. I did.
0: <laughs> like after, but um, like after all the training and all that kind of stuff, I mean, you kind of had a finish that was pretty easy. Huh. You know what I mean? Easier than your other ones, I would say. You know what I mean? Because you definitely had all three rounds. Like it wasn't like a question.
1: I wouldn't say easy. I would say dominant.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I because it's. I mean it. If it was easy, I would. I would. It'd be almost like I wasn't needing to try. But I was trying. Like she, she brought it. Yeah. She took a lot of the lot more damage than I thought she would take. Right. Um. That's for sure. And she stuck with it. And I mean, was she trying to do a bunch of stuff at the end? I wouldn't say so. So I would call it dominant instead of easy. I think that would be a better way to describe that win, especially with how the scorecards played out.
0: Right.
1: So because one judge originally scored it all three rounds 10-8. Right. Which is why I I want. If you know, my thought is if I wasn't going to get some sort of a knockout or submission or whatever the finish was, that a 10-8 round all three rounds is the way that I need to go in there. Because we go in and we – the mindset is, and the mindset that we've trained is to go in and only one person is leaving the cage, and that was my mindset heading in there. Is I don't I don't want a knockout, I want a killer, because you have to have that kill instinct mm-hmm. to just be nonstop aggressive the entire time. Right. So I prefer dominant over it, saying it was an easy win. it was an easy win i would have finished it right you know i mean so yeah that's how that's how i feel with that yeah you know it's and i think what made it so much more dominant is i didn't underestimate her one bit Mm -hmm. you know we trained every part of that game from the stand-up to the grappling to the you know wrestling escapes um Working at all those different aspects in it, and have we not have done that? That after <clears throat> in the first round, there was a headbutt that ended up we collided and went to the ground.
0: Oh, is I, that what it was I thought you tripped or something. No, no, it was a you headbutt. Look, uh, it,
1: was, it was a headbutt, and I I didn't realize it during the fight. It was just as soon as it went to the ground, I got to work because that's what we trained. Right. And someone at work. Um, Monday morning was like, Yeah, I saw that headbutt, and you know, I was really worried about it. I was like, We need a headbutt. Like, what headbutt? So, Flow Combat had the um, the replay of the fight up already. So, I watched it right before before lunchtime because I wanted to watch it before I showed any of my co workers so I could get my initial look at it and start. Because I know I would be critiquing it, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm never satisfied with how my fights go, no matter what. And if I ever am, that's, that's when I'm done. Um, and they actually did the commentary on it. And they go, oh, well, you know, the accidental headbutt. And it absolutely was. It was absolutely accidental. And I had to replay it a couple of times. <clears throat> and what happened was it looked like we had been striking. Both of us didn't have quite a good base. And she stumbled, went in her forehead. Because of our height difference, her forehead went into my chin. Oh, okay. Which is where I was like, man, she must have landed something good because my chin hurt. It never bruised up, but it, like it felt bruised. And from there, the momentum going down, she landed on top and then she started going work from, from mount, which is something that we saw in her other, her last fight that she got on top of the girl would either take this high mount or she would pin the girl, one of the girl's arms with her leg, So she only had, you know, basically one hand to, to protect herself with. So that was an exact scenario that we drilled countless times. And I was able to get back up. There she started to work the elbows, but I was able to cover up properly, get myself out, get myself back into a good standing position, and get back into striking. It was all from that accidental headbutt. Um, but that, yeah, that was one of the things that we we drilled a lot of was that mal escape to either <clears throat> completely roll her over. What I ended up doing was being able to use half of a, a mal escape that we had been practicing tied in with the wrestling I've been working on and get myself back up to my feet
0: so which point in um because I can't remember if it was like in the second or third round where like she literally looked like she was running from you so is there a point in the fight where you're like oh shit I'm dominant like this is mine first, you know, round. first For,
1: round first round so in the first round um the initial start to it um going out we traded a couple punches but i know i landed a heavy shot and that's when she started backing up and i started going in and the referee started to warn her and what referees will do is that the I, one
0: that knocked her down
1: no oh, okay. no that was actually later in the first round Okay, so i would say probably within the first uh 20 30 seconds was when i was able to land a couple of good clean shots that started backing mm-hmm. her up um And the ref had said, what a referee will do in MMA will say, they'll call your corner color and tell you to defend. So she was blue corner. She said blue defend, blue defend. And he repeated it twice. Now, from my experience in Pennsylvania with with the way that they run with the amateurs, is they warn you twice. And if the referee feels like you haven't, you know, begun to fight back or put yourself in a better position, they will then step in and it would be ruled a technical knockout mm-hmm. by referee stoppage in Virginia. What it seems like what they'll do is if it goes beyond the two and say, you, you move out of the way you somehow defend, you strike back or whatever. It's almost like it resets itself where right, in Pennsylvania, right. it wouldn't do that. So once I heard the referee say blue defend on that, on that second one, that's when I started going in on her, yeah. and I heard it Her She, I guess she was able to step out and move away from the back of the cage and then he caught it a couple more times, and so I realized, and we were prepared for this. We had seen um, a couple of fights down in Virginia, and they do tend to let them go a little bit longer. Yeah. So that was definitely in our mind that we knew, you know, you don't stop until the referee either steps in front of you. Always be prepared to go the full length. Right. Um, that's always been one of our things is no matter what, like, don't get yourself so hyped up that, oh, yeah, the referee's going to come in and stop, but you have to just be at this even even level playing the whole time so that you're not getting yourself too emotional and you're on this whole like roller coaster. Mm -hmm. You just want to stay nice and even the whole time. That's something that we trained. Um, And it was was in the first round she started running. The second round, I felt a lot of that um, because I think we had some more striking and that's why she ended up trying to pin me to the cage low where I was able to still throw a lot of strikes to her head. (coughs) Excuse me. So it didn't necessarily put her in a great position, but it allowed her to kind of tuck her head a little bit, right. where it still maybe it didn't make her look very active, which is why at the end of the third round, the referee stopped it and reset us, mm-hmm. um, that, and she kept grabbing the cage. Right. So that was something that the ref yelled at her quite a few times in towards the end of the first round, a lot in the second, and then by the third, I think he was just over it. That's why he took a point. That's why he took a point, but at the end of the third round, he just stopped calling it, and he kept, he would start swatting her yeah, hand away from the...
0: Like
1: and right. I saw that at the end of the third round, he was just smacking her hand, smacking her hand the whole time. Because mm-hmm. um, even in my head, I was like, in the first or second round, I can't remember when, he. I was like, when is he going to take this point? Because usually they'll, they'll stop the fight yeah. and they'll walk around. But I think he realized at that point, I had won, so it didn't really make a difference.
0: Yeah.
1: But he's still going to take the point just to... Because if you watch the, the replay video, towards the end of the third round, he looks at the woman who's the head of the commission and like, like I'm going to take the point. So after the uh, third round had ended, he grabbed her right away. In my head, I didn't realize he was taking the point. I thought I was like, Oh cool. They have the decision ready. So I almost started walking forward, but then I saw that he was taking around to each of the, each of the judges and saying, you know, take duck the one point. So yeah. on the scorecards, it, it, it even from the original score, take away that point. it, it really makes me look extremely dominant yeah. at that point with that oh, yeah. with that decision. So I
0: had to laugh because <laughs> when the refs grabbed both their hands, she raised her hand. Like I'm like, what? You really thought you had a chance?
1: Sean, Sean had pointed that out too before I rewatched it. He goes, "That ma- that made him laugh as well." Oh yeah, I was dying. He was like, "I don't know what she was thinking."
0: Me either. But Maybe she just saw it on UFC or something. <laughs> like,
1: like I mean, so there's certain ways that you can. I don't want to say necessarily that you're swaying the judges, but
0: Oh, there's nothing she could have done.
1: But at the end of rounds, you'll see a lot of fighters, you know, raising their hand. Right. It's it's more of a it's a positive body language thing. Well they'll right. they'll raise their hand, they'll pop up right away, they wanna make sure, you know, they look fresh. They don't look like they've been hurt or anything right, like that. Right. So like I could see someone doing it that way. Yeah, that I makes sense that. because you're yeah. trying to show, yeah, I'm good, I'm ready to go. And a lot of times if a judge hadn't yet written down their score for that that particular round then might go, okay, so maybe they didn't get hurt as much as I thought. Mm-hmm. Little little ways to, to to sway judges or referees and things like that. But to do it at the end like that, there was – there and there was no doubt in my mind that I had won that fight. Yeah. Granted, like, I knew mid-rounds, I'm like, okay, being against the fence isn't – or against the cage isn't a great spot to be. However, I'm still actively being able to throw strikes um, to the body and to the head. Knees um, to the
0: face, yeah, you had everything. Yeah. Kicks.
1: Yeah, I heard it. I think it was the second round. I landed one of the knees to her face. Cause that, that was, and that was one of the things that we had, had practice as well is the way that I was able to uh, wizard her arm and post on her head to throw the knee. One of the guys, I don't know if he was a judge or he was just a, a clo- closer sitting person to the cage. And he goes, oh, shit. I was like, damn right, oh, shit
0: yeah because then you also comboed that with like a punt a couple of punches after and i was like oh here we go yeah that that
1: was the that was the yeah. the, the knockdown in the first round so she had me against the cage i framed off through an, and threw an elbow as i framed off landed the knee and as she came back up she was already right on her heels so it wasn't even like it was still a good shot and i mean of course i want to say it's a heavy shot by me but yeah. it didn't necessarily have to be a heavy shot but it landed her right on her back and that allowed me to get down and and Land some hammer fists and yeah. ground and pound, so I was pretty I was pretty happy with that because I've never gotten really to be able to do full ground and pound.
0: Yeah. So do you? It's hard to say. Like, do you feel like you learned anything from this fight? Like, you can really go back and look at it and say, okay, what well, can I? Because she didn't really put up too much of a fight.
1: So, yeah, absolutely. Like, they was. You learn everything in different fight, like different. From each fight, you learn things a little bit differently. Yeah. So, my past couple of fights, there was a lot of just dumb mistakes, just like silly things <laughs> like, I, I shouldn't have done that, I shouldn't have done this. This fight was a little bit different because it wasn't so much I was doing dumb mistakes as there were more missed opportunities or better ways to do things. So, mm-hmm. um, a couple of things that we had been working on that one, you know, following the game plan the way that we wanted to, being able to use the things that we drilled and practiced. In the fight, those are two of the things I'm really not necessarily proud of, but I'm glad I was able to actually show them for once. Um, The improvement in my striking, understanding my range and my distance, that's something that to be able to go from not really having an understanding of it to six weeks later being able to not have it 100%, but a good improvement from the last fight. So... From this time around, watching the fight, I get less frustrated on the mistakes because I didn't see quite as many mistakes. It was more, you know, instead of throwing that punch, I should have thrown elbows. Or I should have thrown less straight punches and I could have thrown some more uppercuts and upsets. Which is honestly one of my signature things that I do, at least in the first three fights. I'm like, I don't think I threw a single upset or uppercut punch this fight. But I was very focused on <clears throat> trying to manage my range and my distance so i was trying to throw longer shots mm-hmm. so it was like you know glad yeah. that i improved here however still working towards cleaning that striking up and making it a little bit better right so looking at the missed opportunities i'm like there's certain spots that had i landed a different shot instead mm-hmm. who knows what the outcome of the fight had been yeah. and there was different things like we worked a lot of um, defeating underhooks of her coming up high in the body and upper body clinches and things like that. We weren't necessarily expecting her to try to go for th- these single leg, double leg attempts against the cage. Um, so while I wasn't super active against the cage, it was still, well, I not say it's super active, but it wasn't as exciting to see yeah. working off the cage. Right. Um, but it was a, a smart move to do because had you know i tried to do something to really force my way out that could have ended with me getting taken down which would look poor in my favor versus being able to use the cage hold myself there and be able to still actively throw the strikes so looking at more of those those opportunities is what we'll continue to work on we've already picked up a couple of things that we're initially work on help get myself to correct those and Build things more into muscle memory. Yeah. Because when you're fighting, I can't tell you. Like, when I spar, I'm like, okay, I'm going to throw X, Y, Z combination. Yeah. When you fight, your adrenaline's going so much, you have to go on what is instinctual. Right. So I have a couple of combinations that are instinctual, and I understand them, and that's what I use. And I just need to, you know, build more of that up.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, um, I was kind of nervous because you look tired really quick. Because I was like, oh man! Because then you know those moments would happen with that girl. Like mm-hmm. she would be in a position, and you would just get it's just like, it's like one of those um, eye-opening moments, mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh man! And you got boom, 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 you got, have a, you have a flurry of punches mm-hmm. going, and then you, I was I could tell you started getting tired. I was like, oh shit! You know what I mean? And it made me think. I'm like, oh, we should have worked on this. We should have done this. You know, all this stuff going through my head. So
1: that was actually one thing. So like. And if you listen to the commentary of the fight, they're like, man, Becca used a lot of energy. Yeah. You know? And then when we came out...
0: then you had the same energy. Yeah.
1: yeah, they're like, oh, guess she's not tired. Yeah. But it was, it's one of those things that's like... I definitely felt significantly stronger, and that was 100% you. I've, I've, that was the strongest I've felt in any fight. Just in general, I felt my, my conditioning mm-hmm. was just on another level. What got me a little bit was because I heard the ref go blue defend, blue defend. Uh, right. It's like it's like I've worked I worked the sprints with my running and stuff yeah. like that, but I didn't necessarily work sprints with my arms, right. which that's more of me needing to do some more bag work, mm-hmm. which last fight camp, which didn't turn out to fight um, just because we had some changes in the schedule and stuff like that, I did a lot of bag work for that right. because I was trying to build more of the muscle memory of different combinations. However... For me to fit time in for that bag work means waking up another morning at 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. when I've gone to bed at 10:30, 11 o'clock at night. So right, yeah. throughout camp, I'm like, I'm not doing as much bag work as I would like, mm-hmm. but I know I need my sleep. Right. So it was it was a it was a catch 22. Um, I wish I could have gotten more bag work in because I think that would have probably helped. But at the same time, I was also significantly less tired and fatigued for the whole camp as a whole and I felt really good right. which I think was changing up my nutrition a little bit along with getting more sleep because yeah. when I don't get sleep I'm the crankiest person in the world it, is. It, oh, yeah. it, it, it doesn't matter how hungry I am it's how tired I am right. so one of my goals um, going forward is to fit in some more of that bag work and, and you do it just like you do sprints on a treadmill you keep that constant cons- you know, whatever combination you're working on and then 15, 20 seconds, you just let it go. Right. And you have to build up that, the same kind of fast twitch muscle as you would with your legs as you do with mm-hmm. your arms. Because um, that was something that Sean and I were talking about, you know, I was like, you know, like my arms were tired. I'm like, the rest of me didn't feel tired. Right. So it was like, it wasn't so much that it really stopped the entire performance of the fight. But yeah, like coming out of that first round, because I was like, oh, okay, the ref's going to step in here. Yeah. Let's let it go. Right. So, like, I can keep a constant pressure. That's that's one thing. But being able to kind of do that sprint with your arms and, you know, let your hands go, it does take a lot out of you, especially when you have the adrenaline behind you. And, and
0: also you know, since I, those last couple of fights, it seems like you've been standing up a lot more.
1: You yeah, and, I mean? like, like, so, <clears throat> that, and that was one of the things like, the, with this fight that we wanted to work on was, my problem is, you know, I have every intention of, you know, wanting to throw a kick or wanting to strike or wanting to do this or that. However, it's like, I don't have brakes. Mm-hmm. so I like I come out. It's like I come out too fast and too heavy, right. or not heavy enough, excuse me. So I end up so close that like yeah, I land a strike or two, but then immediately I'm clinching. Like if yeah. you watch my third fight, it's all in the clinch, right. which that took a lot of energy out of me just because of you know controlling mm-hmm. and really having to use that strength against her dominant control the whole time, but not a lot of actual striking. So with this fight. We worked. That was one of the things that we really worked on: was how do I stop myself from how how I teach myself to you know have some breaks to go out so that when I get out there I'm not falling into her. Right. So this this was able to show some more striking, and it's been hard. It's hard for me to you know rather be like oh yeah I'm going to do a takedown I'm going to do this or that because I'm so much taller than all the other girls. Mm-hmm. For me to say change levels. And you know, do a leg takedown, someone. That's me having to basically squat down. I don't know, nearly a foot. Yeah. Because most of the girls I'm fighting are three to four inches shorter than me. Right. So I have to one get three to four get onto their level, and then drop another say six you know just another six inches or so that yeah. I can go after their legs. So it depends on what the person is, and a lot of the girls I've actually been fighting. I was thinking about it. I'm like, they all come from jujitsu schools. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when we're game planning, I'm looking at it like, okay, well, I I'm not afraid of their their, their grappling abilities because we're all you know roughly on the same level as far as you know um, belt levels and ranks. But I know my my striking was more of my strength against right. them. So it you know, and who knows? Maybe the next fight the girl's gonna be more of a striker, and we're gonna end up grappling more. Right. You know, it all depends on what's gonna make a smart game plan. Mm-hmm. So.
0: And do you know who's like? do they have someone in mind for you, or
1: not yet? Um, you know, we talked to them after the fight. They definitely were interested in bringing me back on for Cowboy Fight Series Four, which is December twenty first down in Sterling, Virginia. So, right now we're going with most likely. Hopefully, you know we're on the card. But um, ultimately, it depends on do we get how you know do we get an opponent? Because I know that even they have a huge reach with being able to bring in fighters. You know, as far as Hawaii, like they have a lot of connections and. Right. You know, which is the great thing about them is that they're super f- professional and they make me feel like, you know, they make you feel like a superstar as an amateur fighter because they make sure that you get taken care of and they're very transparent with everything and they're great with getting back to you. But with my record and my weight class, it's just, it's kind of, it's hard because a lot of girls now, there's a lot of girls at 115, a lot of girls at 125, once you get up to the I don't know, I'll call us bigger girls, but the 135ers are a little bit harder because you end up having a lot of girls who either cut down a lot to make 135 or you have some girls who probably more naturally a 125er right. going up in weight. And that's where I end up. A lot of the girls I fought have probably been, actually, I think the first girl I fought has dropped down to 125 since our fight because for their height, it just makes more sense, Right. Yeah. which is where I've always been able to kind of dominate because I am tall yeah. and whatnot. So I'm hoping that as we enter November, I'll get a name. Um, I know they're getting ready for their Muay Thai series at the end of the month. So I think they're going to focus on that before matching up a bunch of people um, right off the bat. I know they have their four men's title fights. So I'm hoping they you know, get an opponent and who knows from there. So we'll all be on, on that card. But fingers are crossed. Yeah. I think they have enough time to find someone. Because it's also harder with girls, the closer to a, a date or event that you get to, the less likely you're going to be able to find a girl that can cut down to the weight or whatever. Because girls, one, we have a hard time cutting weight because we naturally carry more body fat. Mm-hmm. And two, finding a female fighter is hard to begin with, exactly. let alone find one with a specific weight. One with a record that is you know fair and matched and all that. So, Because, yeah. I mean, we've been doing this for... I've been training for six years, actively trying to get fights for the past, I'd say, about four. And... We went from first fight almost weighed a whole year before getting a second fight. And then third fight was about nine months after that. And then this fourth fight was nine months after that. So right, yeah. it was actually the first time we've ever been able to fight twice in a calendar year. Yeah. So that was, that was a big thing for me. I'm like, man, this is awesome. I'm fighting twice <laughs> in 2019, hopefully a third in December. So I think they have enough time to find someone or at least be like, hey, you know, we need you at this weight by this time. Right. So. Fingers yeah. crossed.
0: I mean, if any promotion can do it, it'd be them. Mm-hmm. You know, they got the name, and they're building their thing pretty quick.
1: And but. and that's the cool thing because they have that name. I think it attracts a lot more people. <clears throat> you know, and it, not even just like local people, but right. you know, I've seen people. They've brought in people from all over the country. You know, I don't think they they really worry about you know having to not you know be able to get a good quality group of people. They want to get quality fighters in that. You know they want it bad and have the talent that they yeah. do because they're the fights that they have. They're incredible. Like I remember watching from the first fight card. Um, we were able to watch probably like most of the second half of the card after my fight, and I was like, "These these guys look like complete professionals." Yeah. One because of the rule set that we get to the fight with down in Virginia, it's full rules or full contact rules. Um, really, the only difference between amateur and professional is just the. The timing, right. three minute rounds versus five, but it, it, every fight was exciting. Like I don't think I've ever seen a boring fight from them. Yeah, that's probably me from <laughs> <And> the clinching, <laughs> clinching on the fence. Sorry, guys. Um,
0: but, but there was a one fight um, this let past time, and it was this like big muscular black dude against this dude that just looked like he just got off the couch playing Fortnite.
1: Was it the second fight? And
0: um, I think it was.
1: I saw the knockout.
0: That dude. He Cause just the dude was drilled, like, boom, boom, boom. That dude took so many to the face. It was crazy. And every, the crowd was just like, oh, oh, oh. Like, every hit he took, I felt so bad.
1: I know the guy that won, he was out of the red corner. I think I think, so, I think just about everyone from the red corner won that night. That's crazy. We had good luck that night. But,
0: like, <laughs> this dude, man, I felt so bad. And it's funny because, like, the, uh, so the skinny white dude, when he was leaving the cage after he just got knocked out, he was just, he yelled, like, fuck. I'm like, dude be happy you're alive. Yeah. Like, don't yell because you lost the fight. Like, there was no, you had no chance.
1: Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. If you're, if you're fighting, I mean, across any of the states, you're, you're an adult. You're 18 years old or older. There was a girl actually there that was 19. Yeah. And she, she kicked butt. Um. You're an adult. Right. You're also, so you're, you're well aware of what could happen or what couldn't, you know, all the things. And, well, I think a lot of people, I think, struggle with a lot of young fighters, not even young fighters who are not experienced fighters, you know, you get, you see this with the experienced ones as well. They don't act like professionals. Yeah. And here's the thing, I'm in this to become a professional.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's, it's that whole, you know, that cliche quote, like, you know, you know, don't dress for the job that you have now, dress for the job you want.
0: Right.
1: Similar thing here, act like a professional you're an amateur, but act like a professional. Exactly. You know, and they even said it in the rules meeting with the referees, like, look, after the fight or during the fight, whatever, it's not the time to, you know, take it up with the ref or take it up with the commission. Mm-hmm. Go home, talk to them on Monday morning when the commission opens back up, you know, whatever your complaint is. And I told your wife, Heather, all this all the time, like, you know, losing is part of the game. I'm going to do my damnedest not to. However, Who knows? It, the, with fighting, you know, a, a, a simple not keeping your hand up can end in and a yeah. knockout or, you know, you never know what can happen. But I've told her, I'm like, if that time ever happens with me, I don't want people coming up and saying, oh, you fought really well. You did a good job. No. Leave me be. Give me 24 hours for anyone talks to me. Throw me a candy bar. Give me 24 hours of sulk and then I'll be back in the gym. Yeah, like exactly. that's. I mean... You see people, they get mad, they get frustrated, and people cry. They cry when they win, which I've never gotten. I told Sean, I'm like, if that ever happens, I want you to just slap me then and there. Yeah. I don't care how, how you are. I'm like, if I ever cry from fighting, that's it. But, you know, that that those nine minutes do not define your entire career. Right. If it goes nine minutes, whatever. But it's just, I don't know, not the time to get mad. Right. Especially when the promotion... That particular promotion takes care of its fighters so well. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember at the first card, these two guys—they were, I think, pretty. They were pretty experienced for amateurs. I think one was like nine and zero or nine and one. The other one was like nine and two. So they, they both had well over ten fights or close to ten fights at the time. And they went at it, and they had a terrific fight. And obviously, you can only have one winner. And they were talking to the the guy that lost, and he's like, you know, he was just really upset and really grumpy about. it. But Cowboy came over and, like, they still wanted to give him uh, potential sponsorship money to help yeah. him get started. Like, because he still, even though he lost, he still put on an awesome performance.
0: Right.
1: And um, I thought that was really, really cool that even though, you know, you, you know it's a fight, someone's going to lose. But because you still put on a great performance, like, the promotion's still willing to take care of you afterwards. Exactly. And I think that's what it's all about.
0: Yeah, and it's not about the yelling and jumping on the cage and like, <sighs> you know like.
1: Don't get me started with
0: that. <laughs> yeah, I mean exactly. I mean that's my same thing. You know, you're not especially as amateurs, you're not trying to sell a fight. Like Sorry. after you win, after you win, act like you won. <laughs> not, not don't act like an idiot. You're not McGregor, you know? exactly. Everyone and I mean,
1: if if you are a professional, don't. I mean, I'm not a fan of him personally. Right. I don't like the way he conducts himself because I know it's completely fake. Right. Right. Um, and I just I don't know. For me, I'm going to be myself i'm actually i I was thinking about this like watching re-watching the fight and watching um my walkout and and everything um sean was teasing me he's like i like the energy that you had before the fight because i was kind of just bouncing around at the beginning of my walkout song and i'm like i feel things like that's just i am what you feel i am more me in the cage than any other time because it's only you in there Exactly. So I think I think fighting shows so much about someone's character because you can find out how quickly you can break someone, yeah. or how tough someone is, or how unwilling they are to break. Right. And I I I don't think I can really talk smack on anyone. I'm too. Yeah. That's just not me. Yeah, it's just
0: not your personality, right? You know,
1: I'm I'm more of a I like to be goofy and you know just kind of that dorky, awkward, tall and awkward draft. That's why I, I always hashtag tall and awkward.
0: Yeah like but you're only like that in like real life but like you're going up to like it's to, you seem like a total different person even though it's you it's just another side of you yeah it's you know what i'm saying it's just like serious and focused and it's that like just ready to go
1: uncut uncut unedited version yeah like how many people are going to bring a cookie into the cage so they can exactly. eat it because they want to win a contest yeah exactly They're like you know that's just that's just me <laughs>
0: So, have you ever like um, really sat back and just like reminisced on everything from when you started, even just the whole kickboxing for exercise thing? Like,
1: yeah, honestly, it's been coming up a lot this week because we have some newer people in the gym and um, just different people at work, and yeah, you know, like how do you get into this and this and that? And uh, my friend Leanne came up from from Nashville for the fight, mm-hmm. and she's actually the one who I can really thank for getting me in the gym because we grew up, um, we went to high, middle school, high school, all that together. Um, and she went to school in Nashville, Tennessee. So she would come up in the summertime and I had just run my third marathon because I was a runner, big big into cross country and track in middle school and high school. Um, and we just, we wanted to do something different. Like we had tried, we tried, you know, weightlifting and, and in high school a little bit i kind of lifted didn't really know what i was doing um didn't really know i was i still don't know what i'm doing <laughs> let's be real <laughs> you, you've seen me lift before and how I, often i need you to re, re-show something yeah. um <laughs> but we, we just want to do something different so we got in our heads we want to do kickboxing because so that sounded really cool so when we did the initial search at the time like we really didn't find anywhere nearby that did it but at the same time, we had no clue what like Muay Thai was. So I'm sure if we searched that, we probably would have gotten you know different results and things too. But uh, she ended up finding Delaware Dragon Martial Arts, where I'm fighting out of now. And um, she called Sean, left a message. He got back to us, told us the schedule. So we went in and um, got there, got settled. Um, beginning part of our warm up is 20 minutes, kind of like a hit workout just Doing a lot of plyometric stuff, body weight stuff, jumping jacks, um, jump rope, all that. And I'm an asthmatic, but I've had it pretty much under control. Yeah, I got about five minutes into the warm up and was dying. And I had just run a marathon. Yeah. Like I did that, no, well, I mean, that's hard, but I did that without it, like needing my inhaler or anything. Mm-hmm. This. Five minutes and I was just gassed. I was done. It was yeah. just so completely different. Different
0: animal. Yeah. And
1: man, the first couple of weeks I was so sore because like I i didn't have any sort of upper body at all. It was all, you know, just running and legs. I didn't, couldn't do push ups. Used to do the, the push ups on my knees and it was, oh gosh, it was awful. And um yeah, so about, I don't know, I'd say about a month and a half into it, we started doing some. They would do some strength and conditioning, like a 20-minute thing, after all the kickboxing classes on Saturdays. So Lee and I started doing them with some of the guys at the time that were at the gym. And one of those Saturdays, Sean was like, hey, you should fight. I was like, okay. That sounds cool. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, I remember in high school thinking, like, I wonder what would happen if I ever got into a fight. And if you knew me in high school, like middle school, I was that kid, glasses and braces complete ugly duckling stage talk. i mean well i never grew out of the awkward stage but just you would never catch me in a fight right you you probably could count in the you know, your fingers how many times i would actually talk to you
0: so what do you think he saw in you that like did he just want you to fight or he actually saw something
1: i don't know we never actually had that conversation i should yeah. probably have that conversation yeah with i'm gonna pull that out. I'm gonna ask him be about interesting.
0: But, Yeah.
1: and it was just i don't know i like i was you know it was been i'd say a hard worker so maybe that right. was that i don't know how i don't, I don't want to ask him but um yeah so after that he he honestly didn't think he told me he's like i didn't think you were gonna stick with it after the summer after leanne left he's like, i just kind of assumed that when she was gone you went up i was like no i actually like it so once yeah. once once uh he was like you should fight and i was like okay um we started adding jujitsu which we do all nogi we don't do any rank um so we just do kind of more of a submission-style, MMA-style grappling. And then I end up competing in my first jiu-jitsu tournament um, later that December because I remember it being at the end of my semester of college. Um, and then after that, towards the end of December, beginning of January, I started in with our traditional program, which um, is a has a base in Taekwondo. So I now have a black belt in Taekwondo because – Of that, which he had told me, he's like, "Oh yeah, you don't have to do any of the testing. I just want you, you know, learn the breakdown of the technique." And I'm I'm forever grateful for him having me do that because my understanding of the different kicks and ways to punch and things like that had the knowledge just was has become so important to me. And then once we got to the end of that month, he's like, "Okay, yeah, you're gonna test." So I ended up testing for different belts and things like that. Um, that That's actually when I met Heather when I started doing that because she started in November. And then she started doing jiu-jitsu uh, shortly after that. So we became jiu-jitsu buddies in that. And then she was actually higher rank at the time than me when I started doing um, the traditional class. And then from there, you know, I just – I would say the first two years, I just kind of went through the motions of everything. And then finally, um, there was another girl in the gym at the time who she wanted to fight. So it was kind of like, finally became that time of, okay, if we're actually going to fight, we got to get on this. We got to get working. So – from there, she we were supposed to be on the same fight card. Uh, my opponent pulled the beginning of many, many girls dropping out on me, um, and then from there, I finally that was that fight was supposed to be in February. The girl pulled out honestly a couple of days after we got matched, um, and then I got scheduled to fight in April. We were just talking about this earlier today. Um, my opponent was found out later she was in some sort of halfway house or something. Her mm-hmm. probation officer wouldn't let her fight. I, it was just an all-around bad situation. I was really mad because I remember that day I was actually at my fight week. I remember thinking, oh, cool, I can, I can have a little bit of ranch with my dinner tonight.
0: Yeah.
1: Which is honestly a blessing in disguise because um, I looked up that girl sometime later. And she ended up her first fight, she tapped out the punches and then her second and third same thing that like she just got pummeled it, it it wouldn't have been a real fight honestly yeah, she's, right. yeah so blessing in disguise and then later that summer um in august i was able to make my my amateur debut mm-hmm. which you know just i got out there and swung for the fences and i hate watching that video now because it's just awful technique amongst anything um but I got out there, and afterwards, I remember thinking like, "Yeah, this is what I want to do." Like that—that that was fun. Yeah. Because that was one of my worries is when I got out there, I'm like, "What if I get hit?" And I just, I freeze. Yeah. But nice thing is working with a bunch of guys. Guys, even when they're going easy, they still hit hard. And right. I remember she threw that first punch and it landed right on the mouth. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is okay. We can go." And I fought that mostly with my hands down, and just. What's it, the it,
0: hardest hit you ever got? Like. Like that what? someone hit you with,
1: like, rocked with. Yeah, because
0: I remember was it your last, not this past one, but the one before that, where it made a loud noise.
1: Privacy. Like,
0: <clears throat> and I was like, oh no, it was like right when, it, like, right when the fight started. That
1: was the second fight. The second fight. And that was partially because, so we had watched the girl in every single one of her fights. She basically ran out, circled, and then tried to drive her opponent to uh, her corner. Yeah when she came out for she me she didn't run and i made the stupid mistake in my head thinking what is she doing that's not what we watched yeah. and then she came out and clocked me and it's like in a fight i can't it all feels the same mm-hmm. like i don't like it was a heavy shot but it's like it's it it's different it's different in 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 the moment
0: right all that adrenaline going and stuff like that you know like
1: i don't feel like i'm ever like hurt like and you don't fight. feel it until after. Oh, yeah. You don't feel it until after. After right. my first fight, man, I felt like I got hit by a truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it that hurt. Um, I, I don't know. Like Probably sparring. But it's not even like a hit to the head that hurts. Right. I'd say the worst is like Viet. Nose? Now that honestly like.
0: That always makes me tear up. It,
1: it does for the first couple times yes. and then you get used to it. Like okay. I remember the first time Sean had me spar, um. I remember the kid, he hit me like right in the nose and like I teared up right away. But it's like, you get over that. Like you get used to it. Yeah. So you get hit in the nose now. It's like, oh, okay. Keep your hands up.
0: Well, wait till the time someone breaks something in your face.
1: <laughs> bad juju. <laughs> no, well, I mean, that happens. that happens. I mean, there's times I definitely heard like crunches and stuff. But I would say the worst is when like. You catch your shin on something, mm. and like I'm still like because I, I I'm still new like I'm still conditioning my shins and things like mm. that, yeah. like catching catching shin to shin or like knee to shin, that's what hurts, Ugh. because that's just like a I oh, don't know this is I hate when I just hit my go. shin
0: on like a table or something.
1: See that doesn't bother you know. me now. Like I've I've gotten to the point now where like there's certain spots yeah. on my shin it doesn't hurt as bad, right? Especially on my left leg, like whatever it is about my left leg, like I can throw harder shin to shin or like we have a bag that's filled with sand to help Man. you condition i throw better on my left leg but the right there's a couple times to catch and it's like oh but i'd have to say probably about three weeks before the fight um we were working some we were practicing you know how to come out for the rounds and things like that and i had been throwing my combination and stepping off to my right and throwing with my left leg Well, one of the things we practice is don't become predictable. So I came out and I threw the combination backwards. So I stepped with my left or cut my corner with my left and threw with my right. My partner, did. I didn't say this to my partner because I wanted to, you know, not be predictable. He ended up turning into me and I caught right between, um, right on the the top of my foot, lower part of my shin, nice soft joint part, I caught his elbow there. That hurt. That's probably been the worst in a, probably in training. Because that swelled up right away. And that was a good golf ball size swelling there. Like I couldn't, it took a while for me to fully be able to extend my foot up and down and things like that. And even right now, like it's still a little bit bruised. Like it's it's definitely like a bone bruise. Like I hit like, I don't know if I hit on bone or hit on tendon or what. Like I was, I was um, feeling it today. And it's like, it's, it's still bruised. And that's, been five weeks now so i was was worried about that for the fight but i i figured i'm like well if i throw a lot of kicks you know i'm not gonna feel it then i'll feel it afterwards i'll be i'll live but my concern was just that first week of getting that swelling to go down i didn't throw kicks on that leg for at least a week
0: you know what it was cool uh it wasn't I, i don't think i ever saw it in other fights but in this past one i saw a couple people that we none of us knew come up to, like, take a photo with you, you know? And, I mean, yeah. the guy the guy was pretty – he seemed weird. Um,
1: I think he had a beer in his hand, so I can – Yeah, he seemed I, a little
0: weird, but – I can
1: inference some other things there. But what
0: really impacted me was seeing that little girl.
1: That was you the cutest. I mean? That was the cutest. So
0: what uh, – like, how do you feel you're impacting, your, like, young girls? Not just to fight, but now, like – Women are being more independent and protecting themselves and knowing what to do and all that all that kind of stuff. Because like, I'm very strong about, like, if I had a daughter, I want to make sure she knows everything to do so she don't need a man in her life. If she wants one, she, she wants one. don't need one. no man. But she don't need a man to do anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I hate when women talk that way. Yeah. You know, so.
1: Now, like So, I am an assistant instructor at my school. And, and when my head coach and our head instructor and owner is, he does some um military contracting fees away, like i run the school and stuff um there's a lot of reasons why i fight so i can't really give like one particular reason but one of those reasons are my kids mm-hmm. you know the kid the stu- my students i teach i call them my, they're my kids um and i had a couple of them i've always had at least one of them at each fight um i had a group of them there this past fight and if you listen to the fight video you, you hear me like, go "Go, miss becca go miss becca i just it, it, it made me tear up when I when I actually heard it on the, on the replay. Um, and one of the things that I remember from a couple of years ago, um, the student's no longer training with us, but she, I can't remember if she was in our Little Dragons program, working her way up into the junior and adult program, or she was already at the junior and adult program. But she was having some, like, motivation, you know, issues, and, one of the things that she told her dad was and from what she saw because at the time sean's other instructor was a male um black belt sean was a black belt uh, a couple of the other kids who were black belt were, were all boys and she goes girls don't get black belts mm. and when they told us that i was like man like i gotta get my black i gotta you know sure like we yes absolutely we can yeah but and it wasn't even so much like, because Sean's very much like he, you know, it's not like he, he, you know, tells the girls they don't get black belts or anything like that. But that was just what she had observed is all the current people at the school were boys right? and they that had black belts. And that, that has always stayed with me. That is one of the things that always stayed with me. And now I'm really happy to say, it's like, I've had classes that are. Almost all all girls, yeah. um, both in our little dragons program and our juniors and adult program, there's in our MMA and our Muay Thai programs, it's 50-50. and that's one of the really cool things for me to see. Is like when I first started, yeah, there's all you know, you know, you know, boys and guys and stuff in the gym, but now it's it's very much equal, yeah. and I absolutely love it because, I mean, I love my kids, I love all of them, right. but it's really cool to see. More girls doing it and more girls oh, getting into, like, the MMA side. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of grappling schools and jiu-jitsu schools, like, just from being on different social media groups, you know, it's – you get one or two. And, like, right now I'm the only adult female out of school, but, like, I know I'm a role model, like, like no matter what. Like, and I always conduct myself with them in mind. Right. 100%, you know. I didn't necessarily be like, Oh yeah, I want to be a role model. Like I have to be this, but it was assumed with the position. Like mm-hmm. when I became an instructor, when I became a leader mm-hmm. in the school, like you're a role model. Right. And I remember even, um, there was a, uh, women's jujitsu camp. I did, um, the first one that they held a couple of years ago, a lot of the girls were like, we've never even seen a female black belt before. And this isn't jujitsu. I'm a black belt in, in Taekwondo. Um, but they're like, we've never even seen a female black belt. Like, Oh my gosh. And it's, it's, I feel like it's grown a lot in the past couple of years because of—I want to say—easy, but learning jujitsu as self-defense is, I think, the, the easier of you know various martial arts to pick up. Right. It's easy to learn. Okay, I can learn these three moves, and it's gonna, you know, help protect me or at least get me somewhere safe. Um. So it's. It's growing. It's still a very small percentage. Yeah, I think it's like seven percent or something like that of martial artists are women. Oh, so that low. Yeah. Jeez.
0: Um,
1: it's it's still. I mean, that was from a couple years ago when I read that, but or maybe it was like eight percent. Something. I don't know. It was still still a huge majority of of men, but it's growing and it's definitely, I think, gaining in popularity. Um, and I'm I'm glad to be there. I think a lot of You know, having women in places like the UFC and that, you know, those female champions being household names and being respected, you know, having some of these women have, you know, better striking than men and things like that. I think that that's played a great deal. Like Mm -hmm. Ronda Rousey, she is what she is. I'm not a huge fan of her. I think she attempted to be a good role model, but she also had that kind of same star power that McGregor does. Where she was good at kind of starting things, even if they weren't there. I think her
0: mentality just wasn't there. Like her, her strength of mind just wasn't there because she hasn't lost.
1: Yeah, and that's losing. Yeah, and that was definitely that was definitely the reason why she never bounced back. But I one hundred percent what she did for for women fighters, female fighters. Like she 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 made it like, hey, we're here and we're here to stay. Yeah, one hundred percent. How she conducted herself against her opponents, not a hundred percent fan of. You know, you you know, you do you, that's not me. Right. But you know, I think that definitely drove a lot more women to be like, Oh, well
0: she can do it, I can do it. Most well, like Amanda Nunez isn't a big talker. No. Was she starting out? I don't think she was.
1: Huh? I don't, I don't Before think she so. got good. I don't think so.
0: Because she just came out of nowhere. She did. You know, all of a sudden she, she, she quietly—yes,
1: yeah, she quietly rose through the ranks, and you know she's, she's a monster. She's powerful. <laughs> However, anyone can be beat. Who oh, knows? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying. I'm not in the UFC yet, but you know, yeah. one day, who knows?
0: Yeah, who knows?
1: I'm not, but, not saying. I'm not trying to start smack talking now. I'm just saying anything can happen.
0: Oh no, you're t- <laughs> no, you're totally right. I mean, it's just one slip of your arm goes one way that you didn't want, and. You know, you could be submitted or you didn't put your hand up in that split second and mm-hmm. you'd be knocked out. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, you know, but, uh, what did you feel when that woman brought up her daughter? You know what I mean? I was just, what I don't know. What did they say to you?
1: Uh, she said, yeah, um, uh, yeah, my, my daughter really wanted, wanted to take a picture with you. My, her, her boyfriend was fighting on the card. Oh, okay. Um, so that's why, they, that's why they were there, but he uh, or she she wanted to take a picture with me i was like yeah, yeah. like i just felt really honored that yeah. this you know this little girl wanted to take a picture with me and i thought that was really cool like i would rather take pictures with with kids you know compared to like whatever the random guys that come up because i think it's weird but you know i'd rather be the kids fan or the or the fan of the kids or whatever you know their their favorite fighter versus you know any adult. But, exactly. Because I mean, I think it kids helps don't too. lie. Kids kids oh, are very bur- oh, brutally honest. So if exactly. they want to take a picture, like like I thought that was so cool. Yeah. Um, and I actually ran into the the woman's um boyfriend at the hotel the next day. He's like, thanks for taking a picture with her. Like you know, good fight and all that. And like pleasure, like literally the pleasure is all my, I thought that yeah. was that was so cool. And you know, that's the way that cowboy conducts himself. Like yeah. I remember the first fight, he was hanging out with us and talking with us. Anytime someone came up and asked to take a picture, so yeah, you know, absolutely. Like, he, mm-hmm. he took time to talk to everyone, take pictures, whatever. And even the kids, like, our kids, um, before the fight started, they were able to, you know, go get pictures with them and, and stuff like that. I know Aaliyah went up and she was like, Mr. Stern, you can I take a picture with you? He was like, <laughs> sure. I just grabbed her by the shoulder and took a picture, big old smile. And in the picture, she is cheesing super hard. But like, you know, I I love the way that he conducts himself. Like, oh, yeah, right I so. he is one hundred percent probably the most genuine person I've ever met.
0: Right?
1: He's a great guy, and that's why that's part. You know, one of the biggest reasons I I like fighting for for his promotion is oh, yeah. one just him, two his whole team is super professional. So, right? But I think that's it speaks volumes the way that you conduct yourself with with everyone, be them you know adults or your littlest yeah. fans and.
0: Well, I think another thing that kind of draws them towards you is that your nickname's the draft. It's not something like the killer <laughs> yeah. or the hurricane or, you know, something like
1: It's goofy and awkward and 100% yeah, me. <laughs> it's
0: like you think fighting, you don't think a draft.
1: No, because if you see a draft fight just like swing their necks at each other, but Exactly. But I mean that that's why I love the draft giraffe because drafts are kind of these awkward awkward weird animals and yeah. i'm also an awkward weird animal and
0: <laughs> yeah and it's just something soft you know you don't think of it as a hard animal you yeah. know and it just i think kids just feel uh more compelled to be able to just like come up to you
1: yeah and i think also like the group that like i've been in fights where you know there's certain fans for particular fighters mm-hmm. and some of them it's just like my goodness sit down yeah, like yeah. calm calm down please yeah. like our group is so much it's a family. Like, our gym is a family, and that is my fight family. Like, um, you know, this is the first time I didn't have a blood family there, Mm -hmm. but I had my family there. Right. You know, the people that matter and count and support me and see me, you know, in fight camps and, and help me in fight camps and support me in fight camps, those people were there. And that's, to me, that's all that mattered. Yeah. Like, and I think that's the other thing, too. Like, you know, me, when I, we got out of the cage and we got ourselves packed up and everything and we were all hanging out, like, you can tell, like, we're a, g- a good group of people. Like, it's not like we're, you know, a bunch of rough people yelling and screaming and, yeah. you know, yelling expletives and, and all that. Like, no, we're we a family. Right. We're, we're, we're a family-friendly group and I like to think of myself as a family-friendly fighter.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be. I mean, it's the same thing with kind of like bodybuilders, I think. You know, I mean, it's just like you see a certain guy or a certain girl look look a certain way, and you think, oh, they're angry or they're, you know. Yeah. And then you have those, uh, you have certain fans. I mean, you see it in every sport where the person's yelling because they want, you know, they're thinking UFC. Yeah. You know, and I was like, dude, you know what the, especially for a guy, it's a lot harder to get to UFC than I think it is for a woman.
1: I, and I think that's partially, too, because there's just yeah. less of a population. Right. But, well, that's the only reason. Yeah.
0: You know, I'm not saying it's it's. – I'm not taking any way, anything yeah. away from it. It's just that uh, – it's just um, – for women, it's a lot newer. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, and
1: there's I think, not
0: too much to pick from.
1: And a lot of women – I mean, it's starting to change now because you're starting to get girls in there who are a lot younger that kind of grew up with MMA versus mm-hmm. finding it later, but – you look at a lot of people, uh, a lot of the girls that are in Invicta or in the UFC. This is almost like a second career for them. Yeah. Like a lot of them are already; they've been through college, they have oh, yeah. masters. I know there's one girl I can't remember who she is, but she's like an astrophysicist. Um, Jeez. Julia Avila. I think she's a geologist or something. Like they're, you know, they they're very well educated women. Like they they, you know, had to change a career or they're still working. I know a couple of the girls top 10 in the ufc still have regular jobs um marion Renault, i she's a gym teacher so like she's still working full-time i think uh jermaine erotomy is a police officer oh, yeah, which right. is why stop uh she has some like longer times in between fights i think because she's still active right. look at uh, stephen miacic like he's he's a firefighter yeah. like there's a lot of people who still have regular jobs mm-hmm. um like i'm working full-time and Especially as an amateur fighter, obviously you, you don't make money off your fights. But I don't know. I think there's it's MMA. Less so in boxing. Boxing has more of a standard of how many amateur fights you have before you go pro. But MMA, you see a lot of people who have one, two, three fights, especially girls. Paige it,
0: Van Zant had like one fight. Yeah. Oh, of girls <laughs> have
1: like one, two, because it's hard for us to get fights. Yeah. And I'd even consider it. I'm like you know, screw it. We're just we're gonna we're gonna go pro now because I can't get fights. Right. Um, because there's less of a, a pool for us, but there's nothing that says you have to do this before you go pro. Oh yeah. Whereas you know if you look at you know any other sport, it's yeah, whatever the a protocol, yeah. Whatever the half percent of people actually make it. Exactly. Whereas in MMA, like well, I could, I could, you know, if I wanted to, so long as the state approved me and I you know, submitted my license and forms and all that. Oh yeah, yeah you're you're a professional athlete now. It's a lot easier to, to, to get there. Yeah. Now, are you gonna make it as professional with one or two fights? Who I knows? Not. You know, some people have a great, you know, great wrestling background, or they had yeah. a really solid Muay Thai background. And yeah, it makes sense for them to make that jump, but you know, it's an it's an easy sport to become a professional. Right. Easy as in you fill out some forms and that's about it. Yeah. There's no there's no strict protocol that says you have to have X amount of fights. There's, There's an unspoken standard, you probably should have at least five fights, right? Um, but that's just, I mean, and it's going to vary state to state. One state could say, Hey, no, I'm not going to license you as a professional. You go, you know, across the border to another state, and oh, yeah, sure, you get licensed in that state, so yeah, exactly. They don't always talk to each other, yeah. But that's why, like, you see, you see a lot of girls now who, you know, they they. They cry their whole life or they started with jujitsu at a young age now. You see a lot more girls starting in, in jiu-jitsu because parents can see parents either their parents are trained or they see Okay, this is a great place to take my kid to learn self-defense, but they're having fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. So. But I'm super proud of of seeing so many more girls getting into it. Even if they're if they're my karate kids or if they're the kids that do MMA with me, like I think all martial arts are just—it's such a positive environment to put your kids in because a lot of sports they're not going to really learn from, whereas right. in martial arts there's so much perseverance and obviously it goes from gym to gym or school or academy whatever you want to call it of right. how easy it is for them to go through ranks. Like I know for us like. You you earn your, your rank. We don't hand out belts. You don't pay for belts. Like, we would never do that because yeah. that's just not us. Because we're here to teach you if you don't prepare for it, you know you're not going to pass. So there's so much to learn with martial arts.
0: Right.
1: Across the board. Muay Thai, Jiu-Jitsu, karate, Krav Maga. Um, you, know, you name it
0: judo speaking of pro fighters
1: oh our girl hope chase
0: our girl won last night i saw I that. Thought it was tonight no invictus invictus
1: usually fridays so i was so mad i'm like oh shit so yeah, I, I didn't watch it because i got home late so i was i was watching um i was checking the live updates online so the reason uh ben's bringing up hope chase is she was actually i think it was her last name which were fight um we were on the same fight card yeah and I fought. I was actually the first fight of the night, which I hope I am never the first fight of the night again because I was. I felt super rushed. We ended up getting it done. We got we got over that night, so that was fun. But uh, she was. I think they were the kind of like the headliner before the intermission. Um, two girls. I I both. I follow them both on social media now. But she she her nickname is the Hurricane, and it is well deserved and she uh, just got picked up by Invicta and just got a win last night so congrats to her and we're actually the same same weight class so yeah, who knows if is. we'll ever meet again but nope. I girl tapped really quick too
0: this is See? why they call her hurricane
1: that's one of them cool thing about her, too, is she's got a traditional martial arts background as well. So, I, I, I love the karate girls. You know what the more, thing is, though? I don't like that. What, the, the show off at the end or karate?
0: No. Don't no. hate on karate. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't no. Um, I like the thing at the end. Because you think you're, she thinks she's being nice by doing the handshake after she just won. It's respectful. But then she does that.
1: I think that... I don't know. I'm on the, I'm on the fence about that. Because it's, it's half kind of like trying to make it like a signature thing. But we were actually yeah. talking about that. But yeah, I'm not.
0: I know. I understand what she's trying to do, but you wouldn't do that if you lost. No, you know what I mean. So I think that's it's just true. being a poor sport when you win.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, to each their own. That's not my thing. I'll. Yeah. I don't ever foresee myself climbing up on a cage one because I don't think I'll ever be able to kind of do a muscle up to get up there because I've yeah. seen people fail and it's really funny when they oh, fail. That's Because <laughs> I don't want I don't want to attempt and, and not get up there. Right. But I don't know. The, I think the win is enough. I don't. I think you you enjoy the win. There's no need to showboat afterwards, especially because like you get a finish. Like you, especially with submissions. Submissions are purely you just made that person break.
0: Yeah.
1: You made them break mentally.
0: he um, pretty much gave up.
1: Like especially if you watching it, she has a great anaconda lock. She sets up the rear choke. She you know she's slowly sinking in. And in. And once she got set, the girl tapped immediately. Yeah. So I don't know how she got there. I saw some pictures of her laying some good ground and pound on top of the girl's guard. So I don't know if she knocked her down. That's yeah. how it got down. That was she in took the her first down.
0: Round.
1: Yeah, it was it was early in the. I think relatively early in the first round. So she's watching her past fight on um, the car that we were on. She she's a girl that knows how to blitz. Yeah. like she comes out heavy. and She comes out strong. So I think. She's very
0: aggressive. She's very muscular.
1: Oh, yeah. She looked great like, at weigh-ins. Jeez. She absolutely looked great at weigh-ins. She looked I mean, strong. you
0: that told me? Like, she just... Does she go to a gym or she just trains with her family or something?
1: Um, her traditional martial arts, I think, is owned... It's a family-owned thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Because um, I know... I think her parents were both in the corner the last time. Or at least dad was in the corner from the amateur fight. I don't know about this time. Um, but her sister fights as well. Her sister fights the weight class below... But I think she goes somewhere else as far as, like, grappling. Because I want to say she wrestles. She definitely has that wrestler build. Um, but I think the traditional martial arts side, I think that's – because I think her – the white viper, that was back of what Rashford says. Um, I think they're out towards, like, the Pittsburgh area or Ohio area. But, yeah, I think it's – I want to say that's family-owned, or at least the family's heavily involved in it. Yeah. But, I mean, give me mean, first round finish, good for her.
0: Yeah, I mean, ever since I saw her fight that one time, like she's had my eye.
1: Watching her at weigh-ins, you know? she is intense weigh-ins. Yeah, she's like she, me. <laughs> like like I think I have a pretty good weigh-in like stare-down, but she's yeah, she's got it on yeah. another
0: level. She's scares me.
1: No, like I said, she, we're we're the same weight class, so who knows? Yeah, I in I my head know? because because my weight class is relatively you know small with how many girls are actually at that weight like. I feel like at some point you just you end up going to fight everyone.
0: Yeah. Especially then, in this area. There's not a lot of us. This just came out that Conor McGregor is charged with assaults. Again. Punch he that dude. That, that's the older dude. that dude didn't even move.
1: No. Like, yeah. And that goes back to, you know, here's the thing. Once you put yourself in the spotlight, you have to conduct yourself like there's a camera on you at all times. Because especially someone like him, there's always a camera on you.
0: But people argue that's why he's doing it.
1: What's surprised? I mean, he threw a a. Because he's gonna, get
0: off with that. You know what I'm saying? He's not gonna go to jail or something. Well,
1: I mean, look at he threw he'll a he, money. He threw a handcart into a bus, a bus and yeah. didn't really. Guess. What's her name?
0: Rose Dominus is still like shooken up by that.
1: Yeah. Well, he he got glass in someone's eye. I think it was um oh, shoot. What's his name? Um, I can think of his Instagram handle. He actually trains out at Jackson's. Um. He's a flyweight guy. <coughs> but, like, he got glass in his eye. Mm. I think a couple other people, like, they got cuts and stuff. Because I remember the shuffling on that card afterwards. Like, they like they had to redo a lot of that card because, you know, half the people on that bus got hurt. It's ridiculous. I don't.
0: Because a lot of stuff he does, I just think it's pre-planned.
1: It wouldn't surprise me.
0: Because how else are you going to stay relevant? Relevant when you don't fight. He's not gonna fight. No. People always think, "Oh, I'm not fighting unless I fight Connor." You're not. He's not gonna fight. He makes too much money to fight. He, Why? Why fight. put your body through that when you don't have to? Exactly.
1: He, he'll, he'll fight if he needs money. I see that.
0: Yeah, but he don't need no. He's not gonna need money for a while. No.
1: And here's the thing: unless he were to come back and get his belt back, he's not relevant anymore. Yeah. Because, and I think Habib has his card. Yeah. I think I mean uh, was it Nate that fought him first? Yeah, Nate fought first, and obviously it exposed his ground game. And it's not like he ha- he necessarily did anything wrong as Khabib. Khabib is just so much better at what he does.
0: Yeah, if they fought again, Khabib would win.
1: Unless Con- Connor's only chance at beating him would be beating him in the opening rounds, on the feet. On the feet, right? But once you get past round two, three, like I it don't know, did,
0: but Khabib's stand up against Dustin was pretty <laughs> pretty good though.
1: I'd argue against that. Really? I think he absorbed a lot of shots so he could circle. So he went to the
0: ground. Right.
1: Because every single time he took Dustin down, it was in Khabib's corner.
0: Right.
1: So right. I think he. Dustin let him get himself. Get his, his him, Dustin let himself get his back to the cage work. Yeah. With someone like Khabib, who likes to take down off the cage, he should have stayed in the middle, in my opinion. Khabib allowed, took uh, and absorbed those shots to help move Dustin. Right. Because if you saw like Dustin was running in, but Khabib was able to then circle back out, takedown, and does all she wrote.
0: Right.
1: So he, Khabib, right. Khabib, is. I mean, if he probably if he wanted to throw, I'm sure he could because that's how he got Connor. Because he he used that he used a fake like he was going to go in for a takedown and then land that big right hand.
0: Right.
1: And that's what shook Connor and then got him down. And no, he, before you even bring it up, he is not fighting St. Peter. St. <laughs> Peter, no. One, St. Peter, that's below St. Peter's weight class. And he had a hard time because St. Peter was a 170 dude. Then in his last fight against uh, Bisbing, he went up to 185 because he had or the stomach issue was, he couldn't cut the weight. So I don't see him right. going on to 155. He's retired. And also, retired. like, their
0: coaches need to shut up. It's always the coach that says something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh,. That's why and like, I don't think even if they even if like Khabib said like oh, I don't want to fight um I don't want to fight uh Tony. I want to fight George. I'm like for what? It's not not going to help you. He's not the same as he used to be.
1: No. You're fighting someone who is out of his prime.
0: You know, him and Bisping was a good fight cuz they're both old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were both done, you know. Uh but Khabib I mean it wouldn't even be the same. As he was in his prime, and that's always going to be the talk.
1: It, it's just, it's to get those names and saying that you beat so-and-so.
0: Yeah. It was Man, like. stung.
1: Holly. Like, Tony,
0: that's going to be a good one.
1: It, it's like the thing with Holly. Like, or not Holly, um, with Rousey. Holly beat Rousey.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Rousey was done. Right. Like, Holly destroyed her and is mentally just, it was, that was it. So, to bring her back and feed her to Nunez mm. was, fa- I mean, Nunez was going to win that fight. yeah. You probably couldn't have thrown a punch, and probably was still won that fight because yeah. Rousey just she was done. Holly destroyed that, but it's all about you know picking up another person's name. Like I beat so and so, yeah, you beat them late in their career when they were already done, not their prime.
0: Yeah, exactly, and that's always going to be the talk of <laughs> like any sports show that's out there or the, any MMA show that talks about it.
1: Yeah, you see that a lot. It's not going to help you out, you know. I mean, you see the same thing in boxing too. Yeah. Because a lot of boxers you know, they'll retire and then they'll come back and then, you know, yeah, or you oh, they beat so they
0: weren't in their prime. Oh, exactly. You know?
1: How how fair a fight? Like unless you're unless you're fighting somebody at their prime and you beat them, like, it just yeah,
0: exactly. But and then getting off fighting, I got two that aren't like fighting. This just happened and it pissed me off.
1: Oh, Cool. We're gonna talk about animals now. My favorite things. Yeah, it's not a dragon. Fighting, though. fighting, food, <laughs> and puppies. Do you see this woman? i in a Bronx Zoo you exhibit. To, oh, you're just i I'm sorry, you're just dumb. Yeah, that's just dumb. It's like the kid that uh, was the the. What's the gorilla's name? Parambe? Oh god, this is gonna make me. Ron White, you can't fix stupid. <laughs> Did yeah. she get eaten? I wish. That actually looks a little superimposed.
0: Nah, there's people watching it. This is a video. If it ever plays.
1: How, wait. Why isn't there a bigger fence?
0: There is. It's behind it. But they don't even know. The zoo said they don't know how she got in. What? Yeah. But I don't know. So, so I you just,
1: did you watch it earlier?
0: Yeah. So what? Um. She gets in there and she's just like slowly like dancing, like taunting it to come get her. Uh, you know what I mean? And then the lion's like coming closer. Oh,
1: there oh, I guess. Even the lion's like, "Hey, idiot, get out of my pen."
0: No, I got so much going on on here. That's why it's going so slow. But yeah, so I mean, that's pretty much what it was. Stupid. She just like yeah, ghost. she gets in the thing and she's just like dancing. That's when I want the lion, the animal to attack them.
1: Well, like, I mean, like don't, don't do shit Like, like I like said, that. with, the, with the, gorilla, the Harambe or whatever. Yeah. And the parents like were like, oh, and, you know, kid fell in there. Like, sorry. Sometimes. It's,
0: yeah. Oh, no, I completely agree, you know, because you got to you have to understand that we're in there when you're in their space.
1: You just took up their territory like they're they're instinctual. I mean, right. They may be captive, but they're not domesticated by any means like they're right. You're you're in their space. Right.
0: It's not like they don't play by our rules. No. You you're, have to remember that they're a you're different food species. Now. Yeah, your food, you're something I want to eat.
1: Like, watch watch cats. They go she's pretty there?
0: thick, so she's got a lot of meat on her. <laughs> so probably he's probably like, take a big bite
1: it, he's like and at his it. teeth with her hair. He's like, ooh, you know you're not supposed to be in here, but I'm going to eat you. I don't know. Stupid, stupid as stupid does. And I think there's a lot, yeah, not enough common sense in the I world. I feel
0: bad because there was a um, a while back, there was a young girl who was doing, like, a uh, internship at a zoo. And she went out, and I guess she left one of the doors open to the lion. And the lion uh, came out and attacked her and just mauled her to death. Mm. And yes. that was her passion, that she loved animals and all that kind of stuff. And that happened to her. But then this stupid lady, you know.
1: Complacency kills.
0: Oh, Complacency just so is just stupidity. It's like the one time you want something to happen like that, it doesn't.
1: <laughs> I, I hope she enjoyed her. 30 seconds of fame. Yeah, like, what does that even... What's, what's the point? Man, people are dumb.
0: I don't know. Then I, mean, I thought this was funny. So, a Florida burglar... It's always in to Florida. It's always safe. Florida I man. What? They. What I feel it? bad because they... Um, my, uh, my cousin and my aunt, my uncle, they just moved from Florida mm-hmm. to Georgia. And uh, at my cousin's school, he just started high school, they call him Florida man. Cause <laughs> they,
1: <laughs> poor kid. I was like, damn. You just gotta run with it. And be positive about it. Yeah, but everything like happens. Make light and, of it. Well, I feel like Florida is like one of those weird, like, southern states where like you get into Florida and it's like you're backing up in like in New York or something because it's just right. yeah, you know, all the old people like go down there and retire down there. Then you have the people who are in the boonies and the Everglades, and then it's just an odd mix of people.
0: But it's funny because it uh, <laughs> he bro- he broke into this person's house to make himself breakfast, and he tells the person to go back to sleep. And it says alcohol may have been involved.
1: I don't think may. I think <laughs> you can just scratched out and was involved. Yeah,
0: alcohol and like he was like, might be high. Uh, but it was funny because um, I saw that. Yeah. yeah, and I saw that nineteen-year-old marine. Oh yeah, he was drunk.
1: What? Mm.
0: An unlocked rear door. Oh, yeah. But uh, that happened to my grandparents one time. They live in a trailer park, right? And I don't know if they had their door locked or not. And it was kind of like dinner time where the sun was going down. It wasn't completely dark yet. And uh, my grandmother was watching TV. And (laughs) this dude walks in, sits down in my uh, pop-up's chair, and just started watching TV with her. Didn't say anything. Just started watching TV. And she's like looking at him. And then she yells from my pub. I'm like, Norm. And he's like, Hey, what are you doing here? And they, he's like, Hey, sorry, man. Like, and then yeah. he just left. I was like, That's the weirdest
1: thing. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm a simple person. I just sometimes I don't get people.
0: Yeah, I mean, the things that cause something like that, I just I never understand it.
1: Locking doors, people.
0: And also, that's crazy. You know, what's
1: crazy. My brother. I I'm not gonna tell anyone where they live. However, like they're, they don't keep valuables in the house. Like that's not, not them. Unless right. I mean, outside of their animals, but they, they will not always lock their doors and stuff. Like I said, like they don't keep cash in the house. They don't keep anything expensive. Like, so there's one time I went over to the house and the the storm door was was closed, but the front door was open. Right. I didn't think anything of it because. I think I have a key to their house, but I've honestly never used it, so I couldn't tell you which one it was. So, anyways, I go in the house. I, you know, grabbed what I went there for, and I left. And my brother texts me and he's like, "You left the door open." I was like, "No, I didn't." And like, the door was like that when I when I went in there. I assumed you left it like that because you had never locked your door. But it was his. Um, it was his fiance's daughter. She she walked out of the house behind him and just didn't close it. Ugh. But I'm like, to me, like, I walked in. I'm like, okay, whatever. It's. <laughs> they don't lock the door anyways and like what difference does it make
0: well it's like one time i came home from work one night and um i opened the door and heather's key was still in the door
1: Oh, i do that in my office all the time i was like what
0: the hell i was like i don't know but uh it's no, like when everywhere you i measure- go i lock my doors and stuff yeah
1: i mean that's how i am and like even like my bedroom door i lock that stuff all the time too unless yeah. the dog's in there but I used to do it a lot at work because I I work out while I'm at work during my lunch break and I have my lunch box, I have my backpack, I have my purse, I'm basically I pack me when I walk in there, so a lot of times I'll turn the key. Yeah. But now we got these fancy new like little like card swipe things like you see in hotels. Right. So now we just flash our badge in front of it and it opens. Oh up. yeah, it makes
0: it easy.
1: And it's also been funny because not everyone has. They've like slowly gone around this week and changed all the locks on the door, so not everyone had a badge yet. So I've been keeping my door closed just to. I wish they had that for houses. I'm sure you could do that. Really? Yeah, because my... I I think they would be more secure than. Well, Nest makes one because my friend Leanne, she would always forget her keys inside. However, Uh, she never forgot her phone.
0: Right. So, yep,
1: so they had this little thing on the doorknob and it was like a little box over top of it and she would flash her, I guess she had like an app or something with it, but she would just put her phone in front of it and unlock. Ah. Yeah, because her husband was like, you keep leaving your keys in here, so.
0: Yeah, I don't like the key thing. It's like they gotta make something new with that.
1: Yeah, just got a little nest makes it because it was like the
0: whole thing with nest is people they've been so broken into like so easily.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, once you involve technology, someone's gonna find a way to hack it. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. like when I was teaching, um, in the high, actually it was my own high school. I was teaching something. I forget if we were showing a video, if it was PowerPoint, and it was only in one class that they would really do this, and. The screen would either go black, it would freeze. It was super weird. I'm like, this keeps happening in only one class, mm-hmm. and they have block scheduling, so it wasn't always at the same time. So I talked to um, my former social studies teacher, and then he, at the time, he was the uh, department head. I was like, is there like an app that the kids can like get and control like the projectors? He goes, yes. He goes, I, you know, I tell him straight out, like if I find out who it is, like I'm just they're gonna get. um the tension and school suspension, whatever. I'm like, ah, I knew exactly who it was. I never could prove it. So like, by the way, like I always joked off like, oh, we have a ghost in the classroom. But I'm like, these kids are messing with me and trying to like punk me because of technology. Yeah. Well, it's
0: funny because like I see on, like I'm on TikTok.
1: Yeah, I got even there, though yeah. it's a
0: little kids it's a kids thing no
1: i've seeing more athletes do it too now like i feel like well, it's I got because you that.
0: know why i got it is because i watch gary v you know who that is mm-hmm. he's like a business dude and like he he's all like updated on like the new social media like what's up and coming mm-hmm. you know what i mean and he was like and in a couple he's like five years tiktok's gonna be bigger than instagram
1: i can see it so i was like
0: all right let me hop on it so i started posting i post my videos that i do on here mm-hmm. and stuff like that my little clips and uh, but it's mostly people do dumb shit on there, yeah. you know.
1: It's just like a new version of, Vine and uh,
0: this one kid takes a video of himself. Um, he's in a in like this huge like college gym during a basketball game. He gets on their Wi Fi and he starts playing this like weird song, and everyone's like looking around and stuff like that. And he's sitting there on his phone and he's videoing it. I'm like, see, It's just dumb little things.
1: It, it's like. Just like in fighting, how anything can happen. Once you involve technology, someone will find a way to hack it.
0: Oh yeah, there's
1: always a back door. There's something, and there's people getting smarter and smarter and smarter about it. So,
0: yeah, I mean, it's good and it's bad.
1: Oh yeah, I always joke about that. Like I work with the the I work for a maritime training provider, so I work with a lot of retired ship captains and things like that. And most of them, like this, is like their second career, so Mm -hmm. they're in their sixties, seventies, and up. And I always joke with them, like, because, you know, working with different technology is, you know, it's a blessing and a curse. Because it's like, one, you have to keep yourself up to date with all this technology. And then yeah. once you get competent in it, then they're coming out with something new. Yep. And it's always fun, like, with them, like, they navigate by the stars and they can sail these huge ships. And then we get working Can't on something. Work with a phone. <laughs> no, they, <laughs> they're, they're, they're not that bad. But it's just like, you know... The way that technology has built and built oh, and built yeah. and built, it's like keeping them on top of it and keep myself on top. Of it. like, I don't have TikTok out. I, don't, I don't know I barely use my Twitter. Yeah, I need to get better at that social media stuff. But
0: yeah, like, I mean it's tough too when you're trying when you're in something and you have to promote yourself uh and all that. Just keep kind it. Of stuff, keep you know, it up with the
1: cool kids. Like my nieces and stuff, they say stuff. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, Heather and I talk about it all the time. I'm like. Ask your nephews what this means because I don't don't know what these kids are talking about.
0: Well, all they're doing – Trying to keep myself relevant. (laughs) But all they're really doing is kind of bringing back what was already there. Yeah. There's nothing really new. No. You know what I mean? Except for like little dances or certain words.
1: There's dances to every song now. Like I can't dance to begin with. All you got to do is
0: make stuff up. Yeah that's all you do is just make stuff up and it looks stupid someone will say oh that looks stupid but it could be it could go viral or something you know what I mean
1: hey, what was the uh, what was that Drake song the In My Feelings Challenge where people were like jumping out of the cars and dancing
0: oh the Kiki yeah that yeah, one yeah, yeah. yeah
1: which I the the uh, uh what's his name he was the one of the Power Rangers G- not uh, Jason David Frank Jason Frank David whatever his name is him and his daughter did. Oh, is that, did that?
0: yeah he did the, he was the Green Ranger yeah, he was green yeah, yeah, yeah. and silver, or green and white. Green and white, yeah.
1: But yeah, he did a pretty funny one.
0: Yeah, a lot of that stuff, but
1: I talked later. I'm like, if I win by knockout, I'm what you do on these dances?
0: He'd, he'd probably be like, "Oh, wait till my movie's done."
1: Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to watch that movie. It's oh,
0: me. that should be funny. But, but well, yeah, that's it. And I'm glad you got to be on finally.
1: I know. I'm, I was waiting all week. I was going to text Heather, and I was like, then you texted me. I'm like, oh, I've been waiting all week for you to mention it.
0: Well, I wanted to wait for, after, like, a fight. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, either before it or after. I was like, oh, what's up after. after? After. You know, because a lot of people do it before, and I'm like, I want to hear what they think after. Oh, we'll do you a know? post-Christmas one. So Hopefully, fingers crossed. So next time, you'll have a bell, and then you'll be a pro. Like, it'll be all good. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for coming on. Yeah.
1: My pleasure. All